Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, and we'll continue in verse 7. I'm just going to read verse 6 again to you. But we're going we're gonna to get into verse 7 tonight. Hopefully we'll get beyond that, but if not, that's okay. Um, I've got nothing to do outside of shepherd sheep for until I die. So, how many know you'd be better off in really having a solidified truth in your life and a foundation of that truth than knowing a whole bunch of scriptures but really not being solidified in it? You'd be better off. It's more functional that way. So on Wednesday nights with this series through Philippians, you guys know this, we're doing a verse by verse. And how many know there's, there's a, uh, a corporate or there's a meaning of the verse in the context of the chapter, but there's revelation within that one verse. And what will happen is while I'm teaching, and you know this, and you're expecting it because you're faith people. And uh, you're using your faith in the service. This isn't just midweek service, you know, like I got to do this. It'll be over by 8 o'clock and then I'll be able to go home. You're, you're believing God for truth. You know, uh, I don't remember what ministry it is, but one of the, their tagline is like one word from God will change your life. I mean, you can get one word from the Lord and everything can change. Just like that. Um, I mean, I've, I know testimony after testimony of people that that's happened to. Um, encounters. Do you know, you know, words too from the Lord. This is interesting, but I've been was praying today, spending time in prayer, but been, just been spending time in prayer just in general more and more because Heidi and I are after some things for the church and then for ourselves as well. How I many think it might be good if we pray for ourselves too every once in a while? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so spending time with the Lord for our personal lives, um, just reviewing things and, and, and rehearsing things, and even in prayer. Uh, my time with the Lord, the Lord has been bringing back to me, the Holy Spirit has been bringing back to me uh, things He said or had me do from even when I was a kid. He's bringing back things to me, even when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I went to church camp with uh, Faith Chapel because that's where I was uh, raised in church over there. And my dad was uh, associate pastor at the church for a little while. Uh, and then we just continued there after he... Uh, resigned, and I went to church camp there, and uh, I was out at Camp on the Boulder. Anybody ever been to Camp on the Boulder? Um, around here, it's pretty known, and uh, they sent the kids out uh, during a, to go have a devotion with Jesus, you know, and most kids aren't doing it, you know. They're running around, you know, trying to avoid the leaders, not get in trouble, but I actually tried to do it. You know, I thought, well, I'll try. I'll see what happens, you know. And I was sitting there with my Bible open, and, uh, you know, it was a little kid's Bible. How many see the kid's Bible? You know, it wasn't the picture Bible, but it was for kids. You know, I could actually read, you know, believe it or not. But, but uh, uh, and I was sitting there looking at the Bible, and I'm like, okay, God, they told me to ask you to speak to me. That's what they told me to do. You know, a kid, a kid will go, yeah, God's going to speak to me. You know, they'll believe they're not skeptical like adults, you know. Adults get really educated. Actually, they get dumber. <laughs> and they quit using their faith. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. You know, we get naturally minded instead of spiritually minded. But anyway, and so I was, and I'm looking at the Bible. And I'm like, well, you know, 
really it's not saying anything to me, you know. Um, and I'm looking at it, and then the wind kind of kicks up a little bit, and the page blows over. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I turn it back, you know, and, and push it back. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, it's nothing. And the wind kicks up again and blows the page over. And I look down, and the title is How to Be a Christian or How to Live a Christian Life. And the Lord was showing me, this is what I want you to do. Now, I didn't listen. I mean, like many of you, I know you all listened right away. But, uh, but I didn't listen. But that was just one encounter. And then there were others where God, you know, if you, if you ask the Holy Spirit, he'll show you. He'll bring you back to things where God was speaking to you. I had God speak to me when I was high. People like, God would never do that. Oh, yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, I've had the Lord speak to me in, I mean, I'm in the middle of, I was in the middle of living a very sinful life, and he speak to me. You shouldn't be doing this. And I'd be like, you know, every, people hear God. They just do this. No, no. You can only do that so much. Eventually, you got to go, yep, you're right, I'm wrong, and yield, you know what I mean? I, I know people, uh, I know testimonies, I shouldn't say, I know, well, I do know people, but I, I know testimonies of people that were high on meth, and the Lord spoke to them, and they had a conversation with the Lord. I know people that were high on meth that got saved and were instantly sober, just like that. And people say, well, how could that be? They're inebriated. They're probably having a, no, no, they knew what was going on. God, God's not, he doesn't, uh, he's not impressed with chemicals. He made chemicals. He can pull them apart. And he can go, your mind is now clear here. I was in a service one time. This was over at Freedom Church. Well, it was First Assembly, or Life Center at the time, I think, is what it was. And uh, I wasn't with the group. It was a group of my friends, but they all had uh, drank several bottles of uh, wine before they came into the service. So... Um, we were a raucous bunch. <laughs> but anyway, so they come into the service. Well, the Spirit of God's moving. This minister's, you know, people are ministering. And uh, there's, two, there's a guest minister, and then the pastor was ministering too. And they're flowing in the Holy Ghost. They called out all the drunk kids. The Holy Spirit told the preacher that the kids were drunk in the service, called all four of them out, laid hands on them. They were sober instantly. You know, that'll make an impression on you. God's like, that's not for you. Suck the alcohol right out of your system instantly, you know. Now, I wish I could say all of them were serving the Lord. A couple of them are, but uh, some of them are not. But what I, I guess my point is, is that when we look to the Word and when we're in the Spirit of God and we're engaging with God, He speaks to us. And we hear from Him. And those words, when they're, how many have had the Lord speak to you and it just sticks with you? It, I mean, it was years ago. Or it was, you know, and it, you, you, there's no way you could forget it. I've had this happen. In fact, I've had uh, that happen to me to such point that even when I'm going through uh, what are seemingly difficult times, those words just carry me. That faith just carries me. You ever feel like giving up in the natural? Yeah, you feel like giving up. But if you listen to your heart, I'm talking about in the natural, you feel like it. But if you listen to your heart, your heart will go, hey, there's hope here. If you listen to the Spirit of God, he'll go, head up, head up, chin up, look forward, keep going. 
And it can feel like you're, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And death can be all around you, but if you keep your head up and your ears in your heart and looking at the Spirit of God, He'll keep walking, you'll get through to light. And then you'll look back at it, and you'll have a testimony where you'll be able to help somebody else. And God will get the glory out of your life, amen? So we got to realize that. So even the Lord speaks to us in these verses. So I look at the, in fact, I haven't done, the Lord showed this to me this way as far as the scriptures go. But chapter 4 in Philippians is one chapter in the book of Philippians. It sits within the context of the book of Philippians along with chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. Within the context of each chapter are verses, right? How many have seen the Russian dolls? One goes inside of the other, right? That's what this is. It's not a Russian doll. But you understand what I'm saying. Okay? Within the context of, of uh, the book of... Uh, the book of Philippians is within the context of the New Testament. The New Testament... Come on, do you see this? Is in the context of the Bible, which holds the Old Testament and the New Testament, and each are div divided up into chapters, which man did for our own reference purposes, but then the individual verses have revelation themselves. Years ago, I was ministering at a, uh, at a particular uh, ministry that, uh, 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 preaching along, and the Lord had said to me, he said, "You, because I, I was trying to describe what revelation is like or, or the depth of God or understanding or knowledge. And, and I, couldn't, I, I couldn't get my mind around it because how, how do you put a limit on God? How do you put a limit on truth? Truth is eternal, right? So the Lord said to me, he said, if you jump into truth, you'll never hit the bottom. Huh? And anybody that has a fellowship and a relationship with the Lord that's walked with him for a while, you can read a verse and go, yeah, I know that verse. And then you can read it again and, whoo, it just comes all over you. And you go, whoo, I thought I knew that verse, but I know that verse now. And then five years later, you can read. There are some verses that I stand on, I've stood on for years. Why? They work so good. I don't need new ones. And I get more and more revelation. So we need to think that way in regards to what we're looking at here. Because in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6 was what we looked at last week. Be anxious for what? Nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, we talked about this and we got to understand this. If, if, if the Lord says to us that be anxious for nothing, that means you can be anxious for... <laughs> Mike's teasing me. He said something. <laughs> no, it's nothing, right? But I will tell you this. I'm not there yet. But I'm better than I used to be. I'm better than I used to be. And you say, what do you mean by that? I've grown. I'm less anxious than I've ever been. But I have a goal in mind because I have a vision in front of me. And the vision is set by this. And I have a goal to be anxious for Nothing. You know, there's people that think if you're not anxious, you don't care. I'm talking about Christians. I'm not even talking about the world. Christians, like, you tell them this horrible news that happened, and if you don't, like, oh, oh, and get all wrought up with them, you're insensitive, you're unfeeling, you're not Christ-like. Although Christ might hear that you are about to die and stay in a place for four days longer. 
talking about Lazarus, in case you didn't know. No, the Lord would never do that. Oh, yeah, he would. I'm not saying he'd leave you dead. <laughs> I'm just saying he, he'll do whatever the Father. So if I'm going to be biblical, if you're going to be biblical, actually, we shouldn't worry about not one thing. Well, that'll challenge your Christian strength, won't it? Challenge your maturity level? Well, I've been walking with the Lord for years. Well, how's your anxiety level? It's medicated. Well, <laughs> it's supposed to be medicated with this medicine. Be anxious for nothing. This is a good word for this day. Because the, the news media and everybody, the, the government, they want you to be mad, anxious about everything. What are we going to do? Believe God. <laughs> Trust Him, right? So be anxious for nothing. We read this, and I want to read this out of the mirror because I, I love the way it says it. It says, let no anxiety about anything distract you. Rather, translate moments into prayerful worship and soak your requests in gratitude before God. Soak your requests in gratitude. Fellowship with God about the situation. Lord, you know what's going on. And I like what uh, Mike's been saying uh, in, in uh, Vessels of Honor on Sunday mornings. He made this statement. He said, I tell my kids to go pray, but I also tell them, or also ask them, what did you hear? Because if you're not hearing, then it's not a conversation. It's one-sided. You're just, have you ever done this? Uh, there's a lot of Christians that are uh, uh, like, uh, they, they pray like this. Lord, my name's Jimmy, gimme, gimme, gimme. In other words, their prayer is one-sided. They never hear from the Lord, which is why you end up staying in the same spot spiritually. Well, I tried it once. I spent 15 minutes waiting. Ooh, 15 minutes. Try waiting until you hear. Well, when will that be? You'll have to turn off the TV. And, the, and everything else around you and get alone with, in our culture. I mean, you got to throw your phone, you know, in the backyard somewhere and get rid of every, why? Because the, the, the question that's in hand is, do I want to keep my anxiety or get rid of it? You know, uh, we talk about relaxing and stuff like that, and I, there's different ways. People like different things, and I'm not against watching TV or any of that stuff, Okay. I don't think it's the one-eyed demon, okay, you know, any of that stuff. But people sometimes think they're relaxing and they're resting and they're not. They're actually, everything's going inside. But you can actually quiet yourself down so much that you can hear from the Lord. And when you hear from Him, faith, strength, and joy will come. Wham! It'll hit you. And you'll go... <laughs> You'll actually be in a terrible situation and go, <laughs> we're going to make it through all the way. How many of you have ever experienced that before? You heard from God. When you hear from God, faith comes. Peace comes. And, and I mean, it can be hell all around you. And you go, <laughs> devil, you're in for it. He hates that. 
He hates it. Uh, one of the things down at Raymond with Brother Hagin was he'd, he'd tell us, he'd teach us to laugh at the devil. Now, people think, oh, you know why? Because they have reverence for the devil. They have more reverence for their enemy than they do their God. We're not supposed to have reverence for the devil. Amen. Not any. None. If it, like I heard Keith Moore say this years ago. He said, he said, say the devil pulls off something big. I mean, tragic. You need to just act like, meh, you ain't nothing, devil. And just keep going. Because what is he to you? He is nothing. He's your enemy. He's a liar. He's a useless. Come on. <laughs> you can finish it. He is Beelzebub. He's the Lord of the flies. He's the king of the dunghill. If you look up Beelzebub, that's what it means. He is the king of the dunghill. That's what he, who, who wants to hang out with a guy that rules the poop pile? Not me. He is the poop emoji. <laughs> Come on, Ian. That was good. The poop emoji. So we're not to be anxious, troubled with cares. Why? Because we cast all our care over on him. Well, what if I don't make retirement? What if I don't do it? What if I don't? No, stop, 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 stop. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. To help yourself, give all your stuff away. And then you won't have to worry about it anymore. Ooh, man, did you feel that? I felt it. It's like people like, well, whoa, preacher, whoa. You know, give it to who? <laughs> Would God tell somebody to give all their stuff away? I'm quoting a scripture. Now, I'm not telling you you're supposed to go do that. I'm just saying it's the idea of when you, when, when you begin to fellowship with God and he begins to touch on different things and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. You realize what you've now discovered is what you actually have more faith in than him. You see that? It's tough, isn't it? Deals with our flesh. But that's okay because we're growing spiritually. God's not mad at us. It's just where we're at. You know, we go to God and we go, God, this, I want to be free in this area. I want to be free. And the Lord will start dealing with you about things. And you'll go, well, no, Lord, I just want to be free. You know, <laughs> isn't that what the deal is? You know, <laughs> He's like, no, 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 you're going to take this out and this out. Like uh, uh, Carol had said, Grammy had said, uh, the Lord had spoke to her about a particular situation, and she was talking to him about it, and he said to her, well, how's that working out for you? Well, the Lord would never say that. Oh, yes, he would. Oh, yes, he did. And he will. How many have ever had the Lord just jerk the slack right out of you? Oh, man, you quick. You're like, whoa. You know, it's like, uh, have you ever saddled a horse? And you start getting those loops in there, and you start cinching them down. That horse goes, whoo. I've had the Lord do that to me more than once. 
So verse number seven, we're to be anxious about nothing. Let's look at verse seven. And what happens when we have this fellowship with the Lord, when we turn over cares to him, when we're thankful to him, and we're fellowshipping with him? What happens? Verse seven, and the peace of God. Somebody say the peace of God. Which surpasses all what? Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now watch this. In the Weymouth translation it says, And then the peace of God which transcends all powers, all our powers of thought, will be a garrison to guard your hearts and minds in union with Christ Jesus. The Passion Translation says, Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding. Are you getting a picture on what this peace is like? will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. In the, in the New Living Translation, it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. The mirror says it this way, and in this place of worship and gratitude, you will witness how the peace of God within you echoes the awareness of your oneness in Christ, Jesus, beyond the reach of any thought that could possibly unsettle you. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to read that to you again. Because you didn't get it the first time. But I, wanna, I want you to hear this. And in this place of worship and gratitude, you will witness how the peace of God within you echoes the awareness of your oneness in Christ, Jesus, beyond the reach, beyond the reach of any thought that could possibly unsettle you. Just like the sentry guard secures a city. How many have ever seen a garrison of soldiers? They wrap around that city and protect it. Just like the sentry guard secures a city, watching out in advance for the first signs of any possible threat, your heart's deepest feelings and the tranquility of your thoughts are fully guarded there. This peace is not measured by external circumstances. It is residing deeply in the innermost parts of your being. We're not talking, I love this, we're not talking about a fragile sense of peace that can easily be disturbed, one that we have to fabricate ourselves. This is God's peace, the peace that God himself enjoys. You know what I love about that statement? God's not fragile. Which means when our natural world goes shake and it starts shaking and people try, uh, circumstances come against us, things come against us, God's going... You're not even moving me. And when we're in union with him, now we are in the spirit, but I'm talking about temporal truth here. I'm talking about you're in union with him in thought. You're in union with him in fellowship with him outside, uh, within the boundaries of your relationship, your covenant. Then when he doesn't move, you don't move. I said when he doesn't move, you don't move. Yeah, but it looks really, really, really bad, preacher. You don't know how bad this situation is. No, 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 no. You just don't know how strong God's peace is. My God's peace is not fragile. It's not, it's not a house of cards. God's not in heaven going, what are we going to do? They're mandating vaccines. Ah! He's not biting his nails on the throne. He doesn't gather, gather Jesus and the angels together and go, guys, we've got to come up with something because it's already written. It's already done. He's just looking down going, 
this is the devil. So, you know, I knew he was going to do this actually before we ever created the earth. No, no, no. See, that's really what it is. God is really in heaven going, I knew they were going to rebel. That's why Jesus, it's already done. We're just God's full hand of grace is reaching out to us and our empty hand of faith is reaching up and taking the graces for where we need them right now. But there has to be an act of faith on our part where we go, anxiousness, leave in the name of Jesus. And you may have to do that for four days straight, especially if you're developed in anxiousness. (laughs) You know, it's not a fruit of the Spirit. (laughs) Love, joy, peace, anxiousness. Wait a minute. No, that's not right. <laughs> no, no. But see, we, how many have done, you've, you've developed something in your life, and you, may, you probably didn't know you were even doing it. You're probably trained to do it by your parents. And you, you don't blame your parents. You know, our culture is so weird right now. You know, they're like, my question, how many have seen the thing like with reparations and stuff like that? Well, this was so horrible. We got to make this generation pay for what they weren't even alive for. Do you realize where that ends? Never. In a hundred years from now or two hundred years from now, it could be the other way around. It could be the, a different race going, I want payment for what I wasn't around for because I'm sure I feel the pain of people that already died that were my ancestors. I find it interesting that we want to make someone pay, but we don't want to be guilty for anything. It's just, you know, irony to me. (laughs) No, we've developed things that we should have resisted. And we did it ignorantly most of the time. But sometimes we're in the pattern of it, so now we just live it as a lifestyle. In fact, if you stop worrying, you'll wonder what to do. Remember, I talked about this last week. You, get, you, can, you can actually, I, I noticed this when I was a youth pastor, I'd have teenagers, we'd work with them, we'd pray with them, they'd be in such horrible situations, sometimes it was parents, sometimes it was other situations, you had all these things going on and they wanted out of it so bad. But I noticed that the moment they got out of it, they'd create it somewhere else, why? Because familiarity is, it's how they, it's what they're used to. They're used to being in chaos. I'm used to being in this. I'm used to being in that. And so when you get out of it, your, your flesh and your natural thinking goes, uh, we're not where we used to be. This doesn't feel right. So this is why women will actually go back into an abusive relationship over and over and over again. Even though they hate it in the middle of it, and they'll, I'm out of here, I'm leaving, but they'll go right back into It'll be a different person, but the same M.O. of a guy. Why? It's what they're used to. But you don't, have to, you don't have to live that way. You actually can be transformed in your thinking and in your emotion by the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to where your, your outsides begin to change. You begin to go, no, no, no. I'm not go- I remember what it was like being in that circumstance. And though, you know, uh, and though it seems right now the devil's painting a picture like it was better to go back, I know what it's like. It's death over there. I'm not going back. This is human nature 
in the fallen form. You say, uh, how do you even know that? Well, just think about the Israelites. Woo, deliverances, miracles. Man, it was awesome. They're out in the wilderness. Let's go back to Egypt. Because it was better there. We had onions and leeks. I don't even know what a leek is. You do, Joy. Yeah. <laughs> the flesh pots. In other words, pots where the meat were was. Oh, it was so awesome. Yeah. Making bricks all day in the hot sun. Being whipped and beaten. Having to throw your kids out. That's great. Let's go back to that. And they're, they're reminiscing like they had some great life as slaves. But that's the nature of your natural mind. That's the nature of natural worldly thinking. That is not the peace of God. That is not the peace of God. You're called to the peace of God. So in you, you make a decision. No, I'm not going back to that ever again. I'm going this way with the Lord. Well, it just feels uncomfortable. It's not what I'm used to. Exactly. But what you were used to was killing you. And if you get used to this, it'll bring life to you. It'll bring life to you if you'll make a decision to follow. This is not the peace of circumstances being correct. This is not a man-made peace. This is the peace of God. This peace functions beyond the understanding. Oh, I am believing God for this experience. Think about this. This is peace beyond what you can conjure up in your mind. You know, have you ever seen those uh, uh, either on TV or, or social media or something like that? And it shows a picture of a beach. And there's somebody sitting there. And you're in your office cubicle. <laughs> or whatever you're in. I don't know what you're in. And, and you're working and you're grinding and you look at that. And your natural mind will go, if I was there. I'd have peace. And what the Holy Spirit is telling us through the Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter in prison, he's saying, you can have such peace anywhere you are beyond what you can understand. You can have it right now. Why? It's ours. We just have to learn to function within it. We have to learn to function. See, now you say that, and I can hear thoughts. Because I have the same thought. My natural head does the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Lord, are you aware of what's going on down here? How am I supposed to control my mind? We'll wait till we get to verse 8. It's a setup. <laughs> We are to believe for these things. Believing for something means you're not experiencing it just yet. But you will if you don't quit. Amen? How many think God is like, yeah, he just puts the carrot out there and we chase it forever but never get it? No, that's not our God. He's not mean. He's not evil. He's showing us how to grow, how to develop. This peace, it functions beyond the understanding. This peace provides protection for the heart and the mind through Christ Jesus. This is a peace that comes from the resurrection power of Christ Jesus. The consequence of living and an anxiety-free life of prayer is found in verse 7. 
The peace of God will fill the believer. This is the only use of the expression peace of God in the New Testament. And a number of commentators interpret this peace as the very peace experienced in the presence of God. Listen to this. It is the peace that is the serenity where God lives. The peace that we have available is the serenity where God lives. Now, I'm not talking about you get it in the sweet by and by. You get it in the, in the disturbed now and now. Okay? Okay, you get it now. How do I get it? Lord, I thank you for your peace. I believe and I receive that peace into me. Lord, I thank you that you're dealing with the circumstances around me. You're dealing with the demonic activity around me. I speak to my atmosphere in my house. And in the name of Jesus, I declare serenity over this house, over this vehicle, over my life, over my kids, over my mind. This is how this manifests. And you can actually walk through your life without having bombarding thoughts. You ever been in a battle with the enemy? You know, he's a mental warfare guy. You know, that's why it, there's so much stuff going on in the world all the time, news media, all that stuff. It's all fear, 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 fear. One in 500 people is going to die from coronavirus. That's .002. But you read one, 500. Oh, my gosh, those numbers, they're not that big. Actually, they're huge. <laughs> Point zero, and then, and then watch, now people will do this. This is our culture. Well, you're insensitive for saying that. Don't you know I know somebody who passed away from that? Don't you know that there are a hundred and some thousand people a day that die? And not from coronavirus, from other things? Let's just go down the line. Medical malpractice things. I mean, let's just go all the way down. The, what about drug overdose? What about suicide? What about abortion? The numbers are off the chart for that compared to any other thing around the world. We, we, we allow and we should not allow the culture to define our thinking at all. The Antichrist is working to conform your mind in a certain way and we need to transform it. This is why I posted this the other day when we read it in, in Proverbs. The simpleton believes everything. Well, they said it on CNN, the Communist News Network. You believed that? Well, you're not supposed to be political. No, I'm supposed to be a believer. And the believer and, and spiritual truth applies to every avenue of this life. Every avenue. It, it, it is not excluded from anything. Don't tell me where God can speak to and where he can't. Because this book speaks to every area of our lives. Every part of this planet. Every person on this planet. Every political leader. And they better repent. And I'm not joking about that. They don't... Re you, this is what people don't realize. You read, if you're reading Proverbs with us, you realize they're getting away with nothing. It may look like right now that judgment is sleeping, but it isn't dormant. The scripture is clear. It will come. And sometimes I think, you know, it should come quicker than it does. But that's just my personal opinion. 
And vengeance isn't mine. Mike told me that. So <laughs> it's the Lord's. Okay, Lord, you got it under control. I'm going to believe you and live in the serenity where you live. I'm going to live in the peace where you live. And you have to fight for this peace. You have to fight for this peace. The outworking of this peace is best illustrated in the Hebrew word shalom. Wholeness and total well-being. That's what this word means. Wholeness and total well-being. I've been talking to the Lord about this in my own life. And, and you guys, you know, I know you're talking to the Lord about things in your life. But you know, you actually can correct things in your body by just learning to walk in this peace. I'm talking about sicknesses. You actually can change the composition of your physical body by learning to walk in the peace of God. Come on, medically they've proven what worry can do to a body. They've proven what joy can do to a body. You know, years ago I heard about a gentleman who had cancer. He had bad cancer. And uh, the doctors basically had sent him home. So he went home and he actually rented a bunch of comedy movies and laughed for days and weeks. And it actually changed the cancer. It, it healed him. Come on. Does that seem so far-fetched? The joy of the Lord is your, a merry heart does good like a, hmm, I wonder where they found that principle from. <laughs> you actually can change how you feel. I just feel depressed. Turn on a comedian, a clean one. Not Eddie Murphy in the early days, okay? Okay. <laughs> Dry bar comedy. Look it up on Facebook. It's hilarious. <laughs> there, sometimes, you know, it sounds a little strange. I'll do it. Like, if I get to the end of my day and I'm like, Ugh, I just feel kind of like things are trying to weigh on me, I'll actually lay in bed, my wife knows, and I'll, I'll get up that dry bar and I'll find ones that I think are just hilarious and I'll watch them and I'll laugh. And before I know it, I forget about what I was was trying to come on me, and it wasn't that important anyway, and I sleep good that night. Why? Because I took time to laugh. I change. Well, this is the same thing with this piece. Imagine your mind so rested and so garrisoned and protected by the presence and the power, the peace of God, the very serenity that's in his throne room, to where you're just walking through your day undisturbed by anything. I mean, tragedy can go on around you. Maybe you're going through something yourself or whatever, and you're going through these things, and your life is, and you're just not concerned. And here's the thing, you got to realize this, you are not helping anybody by worrying with them or worrying for them. Well, you just don't know. You know, there are people that are trained. It's like the, you know, uh, like a prayer chain type thing. It's not a prayer chain. It's a worry chain. People aren't actually praying for each other. People are actually going, did you hear? Well, it turns into a gossip chain. You know what I mean? It, now it's this, you know. It's just, oh, you, this is serious. Serious to who? Well, they could die. We're all going to die. See, we got to get over this. Because <laughs> I'm not being insensitive about this. I'm not just saying that to try to make a point, like a shock point. You know what I mean? There are people dying every almost two seconds on the planet right now. Look it up statistically. 
Somebody died. Somebody died. That's a nice thought, isn't it? You know, people, I can tell by the looks I'm getting on people's faces. The reality is, is the person born again first? Then they will see us in about 15 minutes. Because if you do the math on a day is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day to the Lord. And talking about eternity, if you do the math, you're actually on the planet like three hours. I know. It seems, you know, we go a hundred years and God's like, whoa, you're already here. <laughs> you know, I heard a minister say this the other day. His dad had passed away years ago in the 90s. 18 years later, his mom passed away. So she lived 18 years past him. You know what the difference in time was? 15 minutes. So when he got to heaven, he was there. And then 18 years of time passed here. And then she showed up and he met her. Let's just say he met her at the gate, whatever it is. I don't even know if it's a gate. But he met her. And they could look at each other and, he, and she would go, oh, I made it. And he's like, man, you're already here. It's only been like 15 minutes. I've only explored about the, uh, just a portion of the east sector of heaven. Let's go look at the rest. See, we got to be eternally minded. In order to manifest these truths in our life right now, we have to think this way. We have to think this. We have to gear our mind differently. Well, you don't know how bad it is. That's where we got to grab that thought, bring it down, and go, no, Lord, you're greater than all these situations. And it will do me no good to be anxious and worry. The peace of God is what is needed in this situation. So, Lord, not only do, am I believing you to minister that peace to me, how can I minister this peace to someone else? And believing and functioning from that standpoint. Oh, I should have been watching the clock. I'm over. Okay, let me read one more thing here, and then we'll wrap it up. We got through another verse. Hey! The peace of God will replace worry once our cares are cast on the Lord. This peace comes when we realize we don't have to figure out how the results will come. <laughs> I don't have to figure it out. You say, we don't? Has your mind ever done this? You pray, and then you help God mentally how he's going to answer the prayer? <laughs> I hit a nerve on that one, Lord. <laughs> you know, you, you, you like, Lord, you know, you could speak to so-and-so. They seem like they have some money, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, 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 Lord, you could have, I've watched, you know, it's like, Lord, I'm going to pray about this, and then you drop hints to everybody about what you're believing God for. <laughs> Sorry, I've been around this camp too long. I... <laughs> You know, <laughs> the reality is we don't have to figure out how the result will come. And you'll actually be more grateful if you just trust the Lord and wait. Uh, Jody said this years ago. I don't remember how many years ago, but it was in the church uh, in, I think it was at least three or four years ago. But she was sharing about how you have a faith bank within you. And faith, deposits in the faith bank, what I mean by that is you have experiences where you've believed God and you've banked, those get banked inside of you. So that when you get to the next thing that you're going to have to believe God for, because you're going to have to believe God while you're here. 
You just, you're going to have to. You need to settle that. Don't just go, oh, man, if we get through this, then I won't. Uh, man, I hope nothing else comes. It's coming. You're here. It's just now you're believing God instead of drowning your sorrows. Well, I'm just not going to deal with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're believing. So when you go through these things, you bank those things in you. They get, they get deposit. You believed God. You came through. And then when the next thing comes up, you go, hmm. I'm going to feed you to the birds of the air, bud. And after I'm done with you, I'm getting all your brothers. You see what I'm saying? Because how was David ready for Goliath? Lion, bear. Well, I don't have to fight a lion. But you want all the treasures of beating Goliath. Sorry, that's not how it works. You got to beat it. Well, I don't want to face that thing. Yes, you do. Well, I, I shake when I'm in front of it. Uh-huh, good. Praise God. You have a covenant. The enemy doesn't. You have a covenant with your creator. The enemy doesn't. You have a covenant. Your God will move on your behalf. He is faithful. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Hey, he always comes through. And even in the midst of what can feel like tragedy, like how did this happen? It didn't go the way I wanted. When this thing is all wrapped up, we won't even have a thought about anything bad that happened down here. Amen? He's got this thing so wrapped tight and figured out. The enemy is going, I don't know what to do. I can't get through anything that I want to get through. I can't accomplish what I want to accomplish. It's going to be so wonderful. It is now we get to believe God and, and show God our faith. But I mean... When this is all said and done, nobody, we won't think about anything ever. We won't ever have, think about this. You'll never, well, you won't even wake up in heaven, you know, because you won't go to sleep in heaven. You will have, it will be eternity. And you, listen to me, all those that are born again that have gone on before us, we will, you know, people sometimes pine down here. They go, well, I didn't, you know, the last words we had were a fight or, you know, I didn't get to hug them one more time or tell them. You're going to be able to tell them you love them for eternity. Don't act like you're not going to see them again because they're just out in front of you. That's the only, you are going to say, I'm going to see my dad again. And my, sometimes I fought, my dad kicked me out of the house when I was in a teenager. I don't sit around and go, can't believe my dad did that to me. I sit around and go, I probably would have done the same thing to me, only worse. <laughs> and I'm going to get to heaven, and my dad's not going to go, oh, son, I'm, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't say this enough. And no, no, there'll be no regrets. We'll just go, hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to do for show me? You've been here 20 minutes longer than me. Show me. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what's going on around here? What can we do? Can we fly? Jesus could walk through walls. Let's go walk through walls. Let's just do it. And he ate. I'm going to eat like a horse. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of people that have gone to heaven and come back and there was snow and it wasn't cold. 
fire, but it didn't burn you. Come on, everything's dead down here. I know years ago, I was riding with my father-in-law in a vehicle, uh, headed out to a job site, and it was early in the morning, and we were coming up over a hill, and he's looking at all the, all the mountains, rims, and everything around us, and he goes, isn't this just beautiful? And I mean, it was awesome. And he goes, it's all dead. Imagine what this world looks like alive. Cannot die. Jesse Duplantis talked about going to heaven, and he would go to step on the flowers, and they'd just go through. that You couldn't crush them. And they actually watched you when you walked. They followed you. Come on, everything's alive. Alive, alive. We have no concept. We don't. You ever, you ever held a baby, touch their skin? Touch yours, and then touch theirs. What What happened? This is some sort of ripoff or what, you know? <laughs> and yet we're so eternal, we're so aware of eternity, we know that it's wrong that we're decaying. See, the whole world knows there's a creator and that they're eternal. They just lie. Oh, no, no, it's not there. But yet they know it. They'll do anything in this natural to try and live longer and look younger. You know, they'll get a facelift and stretch their face, but the rest of their body's sagging. That has never made sense to me. I, I have never understood that. As I get older, I'm sagging all the way, baby. And it's working already. <laughs> you know? I'm like, you're going to spend money to try and tighten it up. I do not want somebody on the back of my head stretching my face back. It just doesn't make sense to me. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.